coming up. TikTok, you don't stop. Yeah, you do. And Trump is going to make that happen. And the media melts down because they think it's an attack on some chick who does videos lip syncing him. It's Adrian Slade show. The presidential motorcade has just passed through heavy crowds in downtown Dallas. Destroying the media lies and dismantling the narratives. One story at a time. It's the Adrian Slade show. Welcome to our new cycle of dumb with the news media. I'm Adrian Slade. Thanks for tuning in. The new cycle of dumb. This thing has been going on. This, this cycle, this wave has happened since he's become president. And what is the wave? The wave is Trump takes a stand, maybe a tweet, or maybe he promotes a drug, or maybe he says something that's out of the conventional wisdom in a speech. And then next thing you know, the media finds ulterior motives that are completely stupid and baseless to try to smash and slam his premise. And then what happens? Real data falls under the radar that supports his initial stance. And on and on we go. Happens all the time. This time, it's with TikTok. Yeah, have you seen what's been going on? So Donald Trump decides he wants to take a stand on China. And one of the ways to do that would be to ban TikTok, because there's a reason why TikTok exists. And it's not so you can make funny videos and dance around. And it, it, there's a bigger insidious reason why it exists. But to the left, no. Yeah, they're, they're trying to say, well, Donald Trump is banning, banning or trying to ban TikTok. Well, why is he trying to ban TikTok? The first says, uh, this is Natasha Bertrand from, uh, what say, New York Post? No, Washington Post. No, Wall Street Journal. I'm sorry. Let's get this right. Trump's threat to ban TikTok came a few weeks after reports that many TikTok users had tried to sabotage a Trump campaign rally by requesting tickets they never planned to use and coordinated a push to flood Trump's campaign app with negative reviews. So if you remember back uh, in the middle of the pandemic lockdown, there's this push to have a rally. And of course, the left decides... Um, they really want the rally to happen so bad because they want to see things, uh, you know, they, they want to turn around and say, well, Herman Cain died and he didn't wear a mask and he was anti-mask and he didn't, he was anti-lockdown. By the way, I, I've, rest in peace, Herman Cain. Let me tell you real quick, a side note, Herman Cain, I was familiar with him back in the nineties, you know, when talk radio was first burgeoning because I'm a rush baby, you know, I've got into talk radio when my dad drove me around and it was like 89, 87, something like that, 88, something like that. And he would have Rush Limbaugh on. And then my mom would play G. Gordon Liddy's show. <clears throat> and at the time you had the lineup was Neil Bortz in the morning. There was no Glenn Beck. There was no uh, Sean Hannity at the time. He came a little bit later. Uh, there was basically Neil Bortz. And then it shifted to Rush, who was the big timer out of the deal. And then after that was Ken Hamlin, the Black Avenger, another great guy. I got to meet him in person at a thing called TalkFest that we had here back in the late uh, mid, mid-90s. And when Neil Bortz would come on, he's ultra-libertarian. The guy's funny, crass. Uh, you know, I mean, he might be doing a couple martinis in the middle of his show. But when he wasn't able to do the show, he had Herman Cain fill in. And I was like, who is this guy? Because he just, he's speaking everything that I'm thinking. He's right on the money. 
And I find out he's this, uh, at the time, black guy who, uh, you know, became, became just a, a mogul with the Godfather's pizza chain, which we had some of those around here back in the day. Good, good pizza. Um, and of course, when he decided to run for president, he was my first choice. You know, he had a great tax plan. Uh, it was kind of built upon the fair tax plan that Neil Bortz came up with, which was kind of a flat tax, but it was, it was modified to include uh, secondhand sales and things like that. So sales tax wasn't just on initial retail. If I had a vehicle that I wanted to sell to somebody else, there would be a, a sales tax portion of that. Um, so it was kind of a flat tax and, and Herman Cain modified it. But this guy, you know, they, they destroyed him with women. They tried to pull a Clarence Thomas, uh, Brett Kavanaugh on him, and it succeeded in pushing him out of the race. And you could tell the establishment was in on it just as much as the left. And that's what they did to Roy Moore. That's why I always dubbed it the Herman Caining. So unfortunately, Herman Cain, who survived and was being treated on a regular basis for stage four cancer, the coronavirus uh, took him and, you know, he was already compromised with his health and he took it upon himself to go to rallies. And, and the fact that they would even assume that the rally was the reason why he got coronavirus is the most ridiculous part. But so while the left wants to dunk on on Trump because Trump had a rally and Herman Cain attended and then they want to dunk on Herman Cain's dead body, freshly deceased, by the way, and they're out there saying, well, he didn't wear a mask. And it, it was just sickening and ridiculous. Um, the 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 rally wasn't as well attended. I mean, it wasn't bad. It wasn't a bad attendance. I've seen pictures. I've had firsthand knowledge from people that had went to that rally and, and messaged me about it. So it was pretty well attended, but they're trying to say that it, the empty seats were due to the fact that K-pop fans got on TikTok and there was a campaign through TikTok to buy up all the tickets. And so that in and of itself would reduce the number of people because those people would never remit the tickets and never attend. And they're trying to say, oh, Donald Trump's butt hurt over that. Um, no. But then, then there's this other, le this other level. You know, the moron leftists believing, you know, that Trump wants to ban TikTok is over this humorless, self-proclaimed comedian, Sarah Cooper. And this is what it said. Dear TikTok teens, Trump is strongly considering banning TikTok because... Sarah Cooper is mean. As someone who respects our country's teenagers, please lend us a hand in making sure Trump is not reelected. So Sarah Cooper, I went to her page, and I don't know why they think that she's funny. She's a self-proclaimed comedian. She's got a million followers on Twitter alone. And I see these videos, and I'm going, okay, let's see if she can put her money where her mouth is as far as comedy goes. And I look at these videos, and all it is is like, she plays audio of speeches by Donald Trump, and then in the video, she pretends that she's actually mouthing them. So she's lip-syncing Donald Trump videos. It's really lame. Really freaking lame. It's not even funny. It doesn't even, it doesn't even get, get you like the, <laughs> you know, it's not even like somebody who try. it's not even like watching a magic show. You know, they always say, you, you never get like floored when you see something in magic, you know, when you see somebody get up on stage and next thing you know, they turn the box around. Oh, you're gone. And everybody's like, oh, oh, wow. You get that kind of reaction. So you don't even get that when you hear her or when you see her videos. It's not even funny. And I'm not saying that because of in support of Trump or anything. It's extremely not funny. So that's that's the media narrative. 
The media narrative is Donald Trump is mad because the K-pop fans, which K-pop is some Korean pop, which is S-H-I-T, basically. Come on, man. I mean, the only thing coming out that even has anything remotely close or connected to any sort of Asian pop that I consider groundbreaking is baby metal, okay? And don't come at me. If you think that that's not that baby metal doesn't rock in, in many respects. But all right. So here's the deal. What's really behind um, the TikTok app? I think I talked about this a little bit. So it took somebody on freaking Reddit. This is where we are. This is what it happens. It takes you get them. You get the Trump tweet. Then you get the media's reaction of all this surface garbage and BS. And then the real story is leaked out on 4chan or Reddit, and then it's amplified through Twitter. And that is the reason why we have the social media fight that we have. So keep that in mind. That is why you have to be on Twitter, but that is also why you have to be on Parler or Gab or CloudHub because we need to be able to pass around the information, the true information that debunks the media spin that you're getting. So on one side... The national media is out there talking about K-pop fans destroying the rally attendance with TikTok and Sarah Cooper's funny videos and Trump's butthurt over it. So he wants to ban the platform. And then you got this from a Reddit user. I'm just going to read this. So I can personally weigh in on this. I reverse engineered the app and feel confident in stating that I have a very strong understanding for how the app operates, or at least operated as for the last few months ago. TikTok is a data collection service that is thinly veiled as a social media network. If there is an API to get information on, your contacts, your device, well, they're using it. Phone hardware, CPU type, number of course, uh, hardware IDs, screen dimensions, memory usage, disk space, other apps you have installed. I've even seen some that I've deleted show up in their analytics payload, maybe using as cached value. Everything network-related, IP, local IP, router Mac, your Mac, Wi-Fi access point name, whether or not you are rooted or jailbroken. Some variants of the app had GPS pinging enabled at the time, roughly once every 30 seconds. This is enabled by default if you ever location tag a post. They set up a local proxy server for your device for transcoding media, but that can be abused very easily as it has zero authentication. The scariest part of all this is that there's much of the logging that you're doing is remotely configurable. And unless you reverse every single one of their native libraries, have fun reading all of that assembly, assuming you can get past their customized fork of OLLVM and manually inspect every single obfuscated function, they have several different protections in place to prevent you from reversing or debugging the app as well. App behavior changes slightly if they know that you're trying to figure out what they're doing. There's also a few snippets of code on the Android version that allows for the downloading of remote zip files, unzipping it, and executing said binary. There, there's zero reason a mobile app would need this in functionality. Right? So he goes on further, and it, you start to see that there's, there's a, a little bit of a, an insidious reason for all this. On top of all of this above, they weren't even using HTTPS 
for the, for the longest time. They leaked users' email addresses in their HTTP reset API, as well as their secondary emails used for password resets. Don't forget about users' real names and birthdays, too. It was all publicly viewable a few months ago. If you MTMD'd, or MITMD'd, see, I'm not, somebody deals with code and apps, application, they provide users with the taste of uh, virality to entice them to stay on the platform. Your first TikTok post will likely garner quite a bit of likes, regardless of how good it is, assuming you get past the initial moderation queue, if that's still a thing. Most users end up chasing the dragon. Oh, there's a ton of creepy old men who have direct access to children on the app. And I've personally seen and reported some really suspect stuff. 40 to 50-year-old men getting 8 to 10-year-old girls to do duets with them with sexually suggestive songs. Those videos are posted publicly. TikTok has direct messaging functionality. Here's the thing, though. They don't want you to know how much information they're collecting on you. And the security implications of all that data in one place in mass are freaking huge. They encrypt all of the analytic requests with the algorithm that changes with every update, or at least the keys change, just so that you can't see what they're doing. They also made it so you cannot use the app at all if you block communication to their analytics host off the DNS level. For what it's worth, uh, or for what it's worth, I've reverse engineered Instagram, Facebook, Reddit, and Twitter apps. They don't collect anywhere near the same amount of data that TikTok does, and they sure as hell aren't tr outright trying to hide exactly what's been sent like TikTok is. It's like comparing a cup of water to the ocean. They just don't compare. So that's what the Reddit user has done. And I've known that TikTok can be used to follow your uh, keystrokes. They can find data. I think this is how China's probably getting some of their intellectual property. So this whole war on TikTok has absolutely nothing to do with K-pop or anything stupid like you know, uh, anything dumb like Sarah Cooper's funny videos. This is from Forbes. Apple suddenly catches TikTok secretly spying on millions of iPhone users. As reported on June 23rd, Apple has fixed a serious problem with its iOS 14 due to the fall where apps can secretly across the clipboard on other users' device, they can access the clipboard. Once the new OS is released, users will be warned whenever an app reads the last thing copied to the clipboard. As I warned earlier this year, there is more than a theoretical risk for users with countless apps already caught abusing their privacy in this way. Worryingly, one of the apps caught snooping by security researchers Tahal Aj Barki and Tommy Mesk was China's TikTok. Given other security concerns raised about the app as well as broader Worries, given the Chinese origins, this became a headline issue. At the time, TikTok, owned by ByteDance, told me that problems related to the use of the outdated Google advertising SDK was being replaced, but maybe not. With the release of its new clipboard warning in the beta version of iOS 14, now the developers, uh, TikTok seems to have been caught abusing the clipboard in quite an extraordinary way. Worse, the excuse is now being changed. They're saying that, okay, TikTok is grabbing contents of my clipboard every one to three keystrokes. iOS 14 is snitching on it in its new pace no notification. So, yeah, China is using TikTok to steal information. And they're not doing like Facebook. Now, I know Facebook does 
that's kind of the chase the dragon thing with its advertising. You know, if you post an advertisement once without paying for it, you know, you just kind of put a post on your company's page. Suddenly you get all these views. And then over time, the more and more you post, the views get smaller and smaller. And then they go, hey, would you like to pay some money to boost this? I mean, no, that's just capitalism. I get that. But the data that Facebook collects and uses, and the data that Twitter collects and uses, and Instagram is not nearly the, the level of data that TikTok has. And on top of that, TikTok is owned by China. So Chinese government has to have a hand in the government or the, in the company because that's the way the Chinese economy works. We're moving in that direction here in America, but China, the Chinese government has to have a stake in the company. And so when that happens, do you think China's not going to use it to spy on America, to spy on you? That's what we're running into. And this banning of TikTok, India's banned it. Joe Biden's campaign has requested staffers not to use it. This is not something that's going after Sarah Cooper's videos and K-pop people trying to destroy rally attendance. This is something really insidious. I've never downloaded the app. I've never had a desire to go on TikTok. I don't plan on ever doing so, especially now given this information. But you should be aware that TikTok is pretty insidious. And I don't know what happens if you remove their app, if they still have uh, accessible ability from something embedded in your device. Who knows? I mean, we do know that majority of us have been spied on by our government. Thanks, NSA, Obama era. But I think what's going on with TikTok is pretty insidious. But to watch Trump publicly state he's got to just he's got to ban TikTok to watch the left go crazy with stupid narratives and stupid spin and to watch real users like ourselves dig for the real information and disseminate it as we're doing right now. That's the real information war. That is why we have to have a safe place that you're not going to get banned, such as Parler, such as Gab. You can find me on all three, uh, Cloud Hub as well. So that's all three, Parler, Gab, Cloud Hub, and of course Twitter, because that's where the fight is, and I'm going to be in there throwing blows all the time. So that is the real reason behind the media freakout on TikTok. I'm Adrian Slade. Thanks for tuning in. You can check out the podcast, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, Spreaker. Tune in. Uh, find us on Roku. We're going to update the Roku channel here very soon. You can also check out the blog, adriansladeshow.com. Donate, anchor.fm, or you can donate at Patreon, patreon.com. We'll see you guys next time. <laughs>